Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Jake dun, Ellenberger, dun, dun. the juggernaut. Get I'm ready back. for this fight. <laughs> looking good, man. Looking, looking, uh, looking, looking buff in a very straight way. Very straight. Sure. All right. Thank you, man. I no, appreciate no that. Problem, no problem. No <laughs> problem. Uh, it's been a good. Uh, it's been a good week, man. Um, it's been a busy week. Busy week. Busy week. Uh, wrestling. Uh, coaching wrestling started. That's it was right. like Monday, and That's my right. two assistant coaches quit. They didn't quit. They just they did, they got other jobs. Mm. So now it's just me. And like 20, it's like the Bad News Bears I have this year. <laughs> uh, it's fun, though, because we don't have the football players yet. So we have all the kids that are like, we, you know, sometimes the football players lead to the athletes because the second term, you know? Yeah, uh, the non-athletes are wrestling. The right non-athletes. Yeah. I don't want to say they're not athletes. <laughs> they are athletic. But, but I, with, with, sure. this one kid, I was like, he's like, Coach, uh, I'm not really understanding your moves. Can I make up my own moves? Uh, he's been and he's been at practice for like fifteen minutes. I'm like, dude, first first practice, first practice. Okay, I mean, you've been here fifteen minutes. <laughs> Another kid went to wrestling camp and then he came back really good. Probably our best kid. Now he wants to coach the team. And I'm like, and he's scolding all the other kids. And I'm like, look, man, I, I appreciate you wanting to help out, and but you have to, um, you have to, you know. Uh, but I say, I want you to motivate as opposed to scold. I want mm-hmm. you to inspire. I mm-hmm. had to tell the kid to inspire. But uh, I, I love coaching. It puts me in a good mood. You know, yeah. it, it's fun. It is fun. It's tough because, especially in wrestling, you know, so many people, their coaches are so hard on them. So they they only, like, learned one way to coach. So, like, I have, like, a buddy of mine down south. He was a, he was a stud wrestler from Arizona. And, like, he's the same way. He's so hard on the kids. Like, it's just like, that's just, that's all, that's all he knows how to coach. But. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I was in the beginning. But then, or I, I thought if I just taught him one really, really, like, high, high, low, high risk move kind of thing, like a Japanese arm throw that no one be able to, like, defend it. <laughs> and I didn't teach him any basics. That was, like, my first year, a bad coaching 101. <laughs> yeah. But I've been doing it 10 years now, so uh, but that's good. But it's fun, though. The kids, like, second, pro- second practice, coach, can we play a game? I mean, yeah, the game's called winning wrestling matches. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. can we, can we, can we can, like, yeah, play a show game? Show me you learned a technique and we can play a game. Uh, it's unbelievable. But uh, it was fun, though. I had, um, uh, I did the uh, the Tough Talk premiere of Tough Talk, me and Karen Bryant. Nice. Uh, we it, it was after the Ultimate Fighter. I think it went great, man. The response has been has been awesome on uh, on Twitter. Mm. Normally, when you do something like that's not great, everyone's like, "You suck," you know. But this actually, people have been like, "Dude, I'm so happy to see you." And Isaac uh, Ike, Isaac Valley, Valley Flag was like, "I knew you before you were big," you know. <laughs> you know, call me a hipster. And Ally Quinta was like, "Dude, great seeing you on TV." And Eddie Truck Gordon, like, it was a lot of fun. I got that's to awesome. Man. I Got to interview Tisha Torres uh, and I, and I, and uh, and Gilbert Melendez, which was great. And like and they, and then you know, it seemed like Gilbert got mad at me. He was like he was super nice and super mm-hmm. cool. We'd be mm-hmm. hanging out, gave me his number, we texting. So he yeah. didn't really get mad at me when I asked him the Nick Diaz question. If you guys have seen it, it was kind of just for fun. I, I I hope so at least. But uh, but then I did and then I did like two minutes of like stand up about like kind of running down. Every the the season of the Ultimate Fighter. Really? Yeah, it was fun. That's it was, awesome. It was cool. I, I I'm enjoying it. 
Good, and uh, good I'm enjoying the positive attention, you know, that I'm getting. Cause That's like, good, man. You deserve man. it. You deserve it. You've been, you've been grinding in these in these slums for so long, 15 man. years doing stand-up comedy. Every, every single night. That's why people are like, you know, they think they could just do it. I'm like, yeah, man, go ahead. You know, mm. 15 years later, you know. But every, everybody thinks that they're a critic. Uh, but, but, you know... <laughs> It's 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 all good. So that was cool, and then uh, went to the uh, the uh, party, which I got actually kind of annoyed at T Rex for this. So the I premiere. go to this premiere party, and mm-hmm. I, you know all these great. So the first thing I see, I see Rowdy Beck and Felice Herrig, and mm-hmm. they're like, um, look smoking hot. Both of them look hot. Mm-hmm. Hot women. I like Rowdy Beck. I like Rowdy Beck's look that like tatted up, yeah, hardcore. Like doesn't give a shit. Doesn't look. give a shit. Like yeah. like I don't know. In the bedroom, she'd be she. You know, she'd be the one. You know, telling me what to do, and I'd be <laughs> gladly obliging. I mean, she's just a a cool badass chick. I like that. She's a cool chick. So I see her and Felice, and they're like, I'm like, I take a picture. We take a picture. Uh-huh. I'm like stoked. I'm in between these, and then fucking T Rex comes up to me. He's like, Hey man, I uh, photo bombed you. I was like, Oh, you're kidding, right? He's like, Yeah, no, I'm not. Like, Why did you? He's like, Oh, I'm kidding. And then another picture I take with Heather Joe Clark. He photobombs you there. So like that asshole. So like I, I get it. Like I photobomb people before, never a friend, but I've done mm-hmm. it. Like like when am I ever gonna be in this position with these people, <laughs> with these beautiful fighters that live in like Australia and wearing mm-hmm. wearing these nice clothes? And I got dumb T Rex's stupid face yeah. in the background. <laughs> so now he goes he goes, dude, learn Photoshop. I don't want to learn Photoshop. No, I don't want you ruining my fucking pictures. You learn to not be an asshole. <laughs> Twice, I, I could see you once. Yeah, well, I, or, it, it, if it was at like a, you know, you're in somebody's garage. Okay, it's funny. Like you had a red carpet event. I mean, that's, that's so a fucking, story. So that, so that's that's okay. So T Rex is like annoying me there, right? Mm-hmm. Then fucking DJ, the producer, right? This is my crew of people, right? So I'm I'm like talking. I'm like, are you, are you muting this? I'm gonna I'm gonna blast you back if I hear. Okay, so fucking here. all right. So the, all these girls are around me, right? And uh-huh. DJ is getting drunk, right? I, I, I like DJ. He's a friend of mine. A little bit of a hater here and there. Okay, but 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 he's he's a, he's a, uh, lo and behold, he's mostly a good guy, right? So 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 he he's drinking and these girls are around. He goes. Adam's a predator. He's a predator. This guy's no, he a, didn't. yeah. He goes. No, this guy to all these female oh, fighters. He goes. Adam's a predator. He, first of all, I'm not a fucking predator. Second of all, what kind of awful fucking uh, cock blocking friend? I got one friend fucking photo bombing me, and the other guy going. He's a predator. <laughs> this fucking drunk idiot going around fucking oh telling every girl I'm a fucking predator. Uh, not every girl. A couple oh, girls. Just a couple. But why would it, why would he do that? Right. Oh, first of all, God. I'm not a predator. Second of all. Even me, I'm like, that's like the worst. Is that a wingman tactic to yell, he's a predator, to as, as loud as you can? Yeah. One, I didn't uh, yell it. Oh, didn't one, yell it. I, I'll defend myself. <laughs> I didn't yell it. But one, let's backtrack. Who, who got you into the party? Who invited you there? You, uh, Fox? No, no, come on. Uh, what did the email say? Uh, okay. Dana White. Me and Dana White and Fox Sports <laughs> invite you to. Oh, okay. Right? So everyone was there because of you? No, but you guys were okay. Well, that, okay. All right. Oh, let's oh. get. Come on. Can I get a little credit? Okay. Okay. You I did invite. Okay. You credit. did invite us to the party. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I think. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can go around going, ah, he's a predator. Well, these, these are the friends I bring. These are these are my crew. My my crew of people. I got one guy photo bombing photos. I'm never gonna get back. Mm-hmm. I have to like, crop his stupid face out. The other guy going, he's a predator, yelling at the chicks. That's yeah, yeah. that's my fucking. That's so T-Rex. A funny story. I was so I'm talking to. Like three different girls, we're just hanging out and having a good time. And T Rex is like, comes and interrupts my conversation and is like, "Hey man, I need you to take a picture for me. My phone's my phone's. He didn't have his phone. I don't know what the case was, but he was like, "Yeah, I need to, come here." And I'm like, 
I'm in a conversation right now, but yeah, he's he's the worst. You know, so it was cool. He's, but got, he's the worst. He, he's he, he's. I'm like, why did you photobomb these pictures? Next morning, he goes, cause. I go, I go, well, he goes, uh, he goes, I was drunk, man. I, I go, dude, he's like, are you really mad about this? I'm like, I am kind of annoyed, actually. Wait, because, but you know what? He was a little mad at you, too. And why? Because um, he got, he actually, for the first time ever, was there before both of you guys. And he was kind of sitting around waiting for you. Because he didn't want to go to the red carpet. Oh, okay. Well, I told him I was going to be late. Right, and then he was just like, Adam texted me. He said, he's just barely getting home. He's got to walk his dog still. I did. I have to walk and my dog. My dog doesn't photobomb me. Right. <laughs> was, no, but then he was just like, when is Adam going to get here? When is Adam going to like, I don't know. And then you said 15 minutes, and then an hour later you showed up. That's so, not true. I got there at 720. I got there at 720. No, no. 730 was, was maybe. <laughs> All right. I don't care. The fucking, whatever. Adam's a oh, predator. So you can't do anything wrong. I can do, I can do plenty wrong. But I, but, 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 no, I'm not taking responsibility for fucking, for, for, for your heart. Horrible wingman tactics and and, uh, and and T Rex's awful fucking face in the back of my. Pit. I, I had to learn Photoshop now to, to spend my day. I have nothing better to do to learn fucking Photoshop to get him out of pictures. Do you frame those photos? So, <laughs> no, I don't frame them, but I, I like having them. I mean, they're the world class athletes. They're beautiful women. It's mm -hmm. me, and, and then I got to deal with fucking T Rex's dumb face. You know. So anyway, uh, oh. so that was that. Um, I, I I ran into Ellis, which is cool because I. I I worked on Ellis Mania years ago. I don't know if people know this. I was mm. I was one of the like a, I worked at Fuel for a little bit, and I was I, I actually followed Ellis around for three days. I never mm. knew Jason Ellis before that, and oh uh, and I was some of the stuff. It was the craziest experience. I'm Ellis Mania is like they bring in these people to have these crazy fights where they would literally lock up his fans with like shock collars and shock people while they're blindfolded in boxing. And I would be like, so how'd you prepare for this fight? They're like, uh, I took three Vicodin. It, it was just like unbelievable hmm. experience. And, and, and like they worship Ellis. It was cool seeing Ellis. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah. I, I, that was, that was cool. Uh, yeah, he's, he's cool. He's definitely insane. But he's, he's a cool dude. <laughs> he's definitely insane. Right. Uh, he, he, he'll hit me up randomly. Like, like, Hey man, let's, let's spar. You want to, do you want to train? You want to spar? And, and, he, and he used to train, you know, he, a while back, he I, I trained with him down at Team Quest in uh, in Temecula. But um, he'd be like, "Yeah, he, he'll want to spar, and he'll like he'll like you know he'll kind of he'll kind of test you." But he, he's a, he's a tough dude. He's, he's a good boxer. Yeah, he's you not know, bad. He's, he's not bad. He's been boxing for a while. He's a tough dude. I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck with Ellis, but he he definitely like uh, he's definitely insane. That's that's a very that's a good way to describe him. Um, so we have a great show coming up uh, today. Uh, we have Rashad Evans is on the on the, on, the, on the show. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, we have the girl who won yesterday, Randa Marcos, BT Torres, in the first round of the Ultimate Fighter. Mm -hmm. That that's that's pretty badass. We have uh, Rose Namajunas and Pat Barry are coming on together, and Jeff Aronson, who's the CEO of Titan FC. We got a, a stacked show, uh, but we are going to we're going to interview Rashad right now. Then we're going to talk about some of the weekend fights that happened last week. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the fights coming up. Uh, we'll talk about the whole Bellator thing that happened with the mask and Tito. <laughs> we have to talk about that. Uh, Dana White said that Ben Askren is an idiot. Uh, a moron last night. We'll talk about that. Uh, and then we have uh, UFC fight night this Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, from Brazil, Bigfoot Silva, Andre Arvlowski. She, uh, is it Arlovsky or Arvlowski? Do you pronounce the V? Arlovsky. Arlovsky. I always say Arvlovsky, but it's our Andre Arlovsky is fighting. It's going to be a great show. We got a great, great, great show. Looking forward to talking to uh, Rashad Evans first. Thank you guys for listening. 
Take care and keep listening. So, our first guest is the number three ranked uh, light heavyweight in the world, former UFC champion, complete badass, Rashad Evans. How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm really good. Just in South Florida, I went to uh, went to the doctors, you know, to check up on my body. Because before you, you start getting into it and start pushing the body to the limits, you got to make sure you know exactly what you're dealing with, physically speaking. Now, I mean, you're you're right there. You're ranked third. You know, you were supposed to fight Cormier. Is it is it hard for you? I know you're a competitor. Watching all this, you know, the whole John Jones and Cormier thing happen, and you know, is it is it, are you itching to get back in there? Yeah, I'm definitely itching, especially since you know when I got hurt, it was like right on like you know pretty much the eve of me fighting, you know, going through going through the whole ten weeks of training to get ready to fight Daniel Cormier, and then it, then just to not be able to fight him it's definitely um you know definitely something that kept me in a red zone uh but you know um i also look at it from this position that being out as long as i i have been it's, it's allowed me to just kind of sit back and just see how things you know are going to play out because things are just changing you know so fast you know now now my teammate anthony johnson's in the picture and and there's just so many things happening so fast so uh being able to just sit back and just watch how everything is going to play out is probably going to be uh, the, the gift for me in this whole process. Now, how do you see the Cormier-Jones fight playing out? Well, um, it all depends, to be honest. And, 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 you know, there's some things about DC's game where, where he, need, he needs to improve. You know, I mean, to, to go in there and say that he's going to whoop John's ass because I don't like John, you know, that, that won't be really respecting you know, what the champ has done for the last few years. You know, John Jones, people can say what they want to say about him in a lot of different areas, but you can never deny uh, his skill. You can never deny um, what he's done inside the cage. So with all that said, you know, Daniel Cormier definitely has a work cut out for him, and I think he needs to work on a few things in order to make sure he does get it, you know, take that belt away when he goes out there and fights. Right. Now, when you fought Jones, I mean, um, what was the most frustrating thing about fighting John Jones? You know, Usually in MMA, you find you go against guys and they don't really necessarily know how to use their their reach and their size, even though that they're they're taller than you. Meaning the fact that because in MMA, because you can shoot underneath somebody, uh, you usually find somebody who's taller, usually giving away their height and kind of trying to be at the same level somebody that's shorter than them. You know, they are because you know they don't want to get um, they don't want they don't want the person going underneath them. So. Um, so, uh, what the fuck is going on here? I'm getting all humped out here. Shut your fucking ball washer. <laughs> all right, man. These, these guys, man. These Miami traffic. It's all good. All right. Yeah, so... <laughs> so what was I saying again? He was saying that, that uh, with John Jones, the hard part was that you couldn't get underneath him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard, it's hard to get underneath the guy. And, um... And he uses his height so effectively well that he can just, like, you know, he, he's able to use those, you know, those long arms and those elbows. So he can fight at a long range, and he also can fight in, in a close-in range. So it makes it difficult to fight somebody like that because you don't know, like, you're not, um, you're not, you're not thinking, like, he can fight that way. 
when you're this short guy, think like, okay, I'm going to get inside, then I'm going to beat the hell, inside, hell out of him once I get inside. But when you're inside, he has these elbows and everything else, so he fights from all different ranges very well. He has amazingly good leverage with, with um, you know, with going for takedowns and trips and stuff like that. So he's he definitely, and he's creative, and, he, and it's very hard to, if you get caught in his trick bag, it's going to be a long night right. because he's going to be playing tricks on you all night long. Now, th- now I know there was like a crazy beef with you guys. Have you you guys squashed the beef afterwards? Have you have you guys are you guys friends now or? Man, you know what? It took a long time for uh for for me and John to kind of kind of come to a point where we were able to talk just because of you know the, the situation and what happened between us. It was kind of it, it it was it was very uh, very close, you know, because of our relationship with Greg. Greg, uh, Greg Jackson, and him coming into the, you know, John Jones coming into the picture, and the way things happened, and the things that were said, it, it was, um, it was, it was, it was hard to come, to come full circle. But uh, a couple of UFCs ago, you know, when he was fighting Glover Teixeira, him and I had the first conversation, and you know, in a while since since I left the Jackson camp, and it and it went pretty well. Did he say, "Hey, pussy, are you still there?" Is that what he said to you? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he didn't say that to me. But I will tell you what, um, John is funny for that, man. He is funny for that when he said, "Hey, pussy, you still there?" <laughs> that you know, kids, you know, it's funny because you see him, you see him kind of learn, learning the game. You know what I'm saying? Because he went with some great talkers like myself and and Quentin. You know what I'm saying? So he knows what it's like to be involved in a whole like trash talking thing and uh he took a little he took a little um you know a couple pages out, out of out of books here and there and, and he knows this you know getting some get the fight the fight is not about just getting in the cage and physically beating your opponent the fight stops starts much before that and, and it starts on the mental front first and anything you can do to raise doubt in your opponent's mind or get him mad fighting out of anger then you're already you already one step ahead, and being able to afflict such a strong emotional response uh, out of out of your opponent, that's only going to work for you, especially if you're looking at it as just like you're playing a game. This is just a game to you. So he, he's learned that that little that little tool. Any questions, Jake, for Rashad? No, Rashad. I want to first. Uh... Thank you for the help on the on the, at the in the at the Fox show in the studio. I appreciate oh. all the help, man. And, no uh, problem, bro. No problem is, at all, man. You know, uh, I enjoyed having you on, and the more you do it, the more you're going to start, you know, getting those reps in and just kind of trying to feel, you know, starting to feel your flow. But it, it takes a while, you know. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not easy at all. And uh, you know, when I don't do it for a while, I can definitely feel how rusty I am because it's it just, it's not easy. It's not no, easy it is. It's, and I'm sure Adam knows the same thing with comedy. I mean, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. But everyone thinks they can. You know, oh they yeah! They can talk about things, or they can break stuff down. Everyone's way a, everyone's a big critic when and, the cameras in your face. Yeah, exactly, you know? it's a lot easier behind a keyboard to talk about how bad <laughs> someone's doing yeah. than to actually, hey, you know. Hey, Adam, I had I had a bet with uh, you know my boy Gary O'Neill, right? So I had a bet with him yeah. that I'd be able to get up there and do like a little uh, a two minute set. <laughs> he didn't think I'd be able to do it, but I said I, I said I could at least do at least two to three minutes, and he was like, "No way!" I would love to see it. Too. I, I would absolutely, man. Please, I would love to see that. What, what would yeah, what would you talk about? Man, I got a lot of things in my mind I can talk about. Man, I I, I got a lot of things I can talk about. 
I could tell. I could. I could tell when you were watching the show. You came to my comedy show, by the way, last week at the Ha Ha. He stayed for the whole show. He was. A, the, he couldn't have been a, a, a cooler audience member. Uh, and, and and you were very respectful. And it was like it was nice because sometimes you get people that they just like they're just too cool to be there. And, mm-hmm. and you could tell that, that you were a, a student of the game. Now uh, you know I'll go on. I'll, you know I love to see. I love to see uh, the comedians transition from one joke to the next, <laughs> and then how they run their set and how they set it up. And if they're really good comedians, they they set it up with a joke in the beginning, and they're always able to tie it in throughout the whole yeah. the whole set. Now, how? Uh, now, by the way, I, now I know that you're uh, the uh, the uh, Black Zillions. You, you got you guys are killing it uh, out there. At first, it was it was rough at first. At first, I was making a lot of jokes with the Black Zillions. I think you were like you started off zero and ninety. Um, <laughs> But but then things started, you know. It was, it was then all of a sudden you guys started winning. You know, doing really really well. What was it? What was the big change? You think was it Overeem leaving? Uh, now, what do you think was the? <laughs> you know the big the big the big change in us, and it started to change when Overeem was there. Was just that when we came there, we had such a dream squad. Everybody started like, you know, putting so much hype on us, and it's hard like to not buy into it. Like, have you ever been on the receiving end of getting hyped? At first, you, it always starts off the same. Like, you know what? Hey, I ain't going to change. I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to do me. I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm going to stay humble, all this and that, right? But then somewhere in you, <laughs> something happens. Something happens where you start believing it, what people are saying about you more, or you start, you know, it just, it just see, find a way to seep into your being. And then guess what? Sooner or later, you change. And I think that's what was happening to us at first. Like, we're like, you know what? We're not going to change. We're going to stay the same. But after a while, you know, the, you know, people start buying into the hype. People start reading their own press clippings. And then people start to act a certain way. And then, you know, you have, you have people, like fighters, you know, starting to act like prima donnas and stuff. And needing this and needing that. And they get away from just fighting, just training, just doing what they're supposed to do, doing what they're you know, what they chose to do, what they decided to do by being a fighter. And, um, you know, once we, Henry Hoof had to have a long talk with us, and he's like, you know what, listen, you know, F this, you're not special, Rashad, F this, nobody's special on this team, this is how we're going to do it, we're going to go here, we're going to get after it, we're going to train like this, and enough of this, enough of this bullshit, you know, and um, he just started a snap from college, and, and um, you know, we started to come together, you know, with Alistair, as far as, you know, being on the team, Alistair was part of the team, but he really never committed himself to be part of the team. Like, Alistair, he has team within our own team. And that that's just how he did it, because he thought that when he came in, that um, the coaches we had weren't good enough for him. You know, he didn't think that Henry Hoof, uh, Tyrone Spong's striking coach, and, and, and striking coach for all of us, he didn't think that he was good enough. And he was like... Well, um, I don't think that your um, your striking style is good enough to hold Mitch or do anything for me, for that matter. And I think that uh, Mario Sperry, I think his style is antiquated. And he called Mario Sperry's style antiquated. And he, didn't, he didn't want to learn from Mario. So he had his own training, and he brought his own people in. And he did that, that was him. But, um, you know, having a team that's fully about the team, everybody operating and understanding the symbiotic relationship that exists when you have a team. And, you know, and by that, I mean, 
you know, I'd never won one fight by myself. If it wasn't for guys like Thiago Silva, Anthony Johnson, um, you know, Vitor Belfort, uh, you know, all the guys on my team that just drive and push me and, and do everything, then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't be getting my hand raised all these nights. Yeah, well, I mean, you're very successful. Uh, now, Anthony Johnson and Overeem have some kind of beef on Twitter, and a word is that Johnson used to kind of knock out Overeem in sparring. Is that true? I wouldn't say he knocked him out in sparring. Uh, but he, he gave him the business, um, didn't he? I, I would say I would say that uh, there was a couple training sessions that that he it was close, or he got the better when it came to to the stand up, and. Um, you know, that that's what it was. But you know, the thing about practice is, is practice is practice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes guys don't fight as good as they would do in a real fight because it is practice. So, um, but yeah, Anthony Anthony is uh Anthony's a beast. Anthony's a beast, uh, in the fight and Anthony is definitely a beast inside of the the, the practice room. So you know, uh, He's also he a beast a inside the white he, chicks he, too. Yeah, he inside the what? <laughs> inside the white girls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know nothing about that, man. I don't know what he tells his personal time, but the man is definitely—he's a beast, man. He's—he's a beast all around. Speaking of which, I mean, I know you know you're a good-looking guy. You are—you're—you're kind of—you're a fighter, a UFC fighter. How are you doing in the, in the lady department? Are, are you are are you getting those Cuban Miami girls, or what's what's, what's going on? <laughs> um. You know, man. I, you know, I'm just, you know, just, you know. <laughs> what what kind of answer is that? I'm just doing my thing, you know. I'm just, you know, no, I'm just, you know, you know. I mean, is is, is that why you were really injured? Is it because of the Cuban asses that were sitting on your? <laughs> no, man. I just, I, I was just, uh, I just take my time with the whole ladies thing. You know, I try to stay focused on mm-hmm. on what I'm doing, and, and uh, you know, I put put my kids as priority first and I'm not really worried about anything else to be honest. Are you on Tinder? <laughs> so do I got a secret Tinder account? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, man. But how does that thing work? I, I heard some things about it. I never knew. You have to, you have to go, you could like swipe right or left depending on whether you like the girls and so uh, like based on a picture, like you. Yeah, based on a picture. Yeah, like you don't know. Shut up, Jake. I showed you my my Tinder account. I don't. No, I was learning. You're you're educating me. I've, oh yeah. I've never. Yeah, you've seen never. This okay. Yeah. J- no. Jake. Jake's one of these guys that for some reason never gets laid. By the way, Rashad. He he's just a very. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's uh, Jake the Virgin Ellenberger. Okay. Now uh, now I gotta say now we talk about trash talking. How much do you trash talk during your fights? During the fight, um. There have been a couple times where I have trash talked during the fight, but typically speaking, I don't normally trash talk during a fight. But uh, there has been times where uh, I kind of got into it a little bit and I kind of was, was shit-talking a little bit, and it just it just kind of came out. And I was like, you know, afterwards, like, man, oh, well. But now, it came out. So but normally who- I don't do that. Normally I just – normally when I'm in a fight sometimes, I'm, I'm rarely thinking. I'm rarely thinking at all, and I'm just kind of reacting. And then every once in a while, like I'll have a thought that goes to my mind, like a, a process thought goes to my mind. I'm like, wow, that was weird. Or somebody would say something out of the crowd, and I'm like, did he just say? And now I'll like, oh, back to the fight. You know? <laughs> but it, it's, just, it's just a very a small small moment of time that I actually think during a fight. But when I fought Forrest, 
Um, I was talking a little bit, man. I was talking a little bit. What were you, what, what were you was, saying? Well, I got mad because I'm in Vegas, right? And this is, you know, everybody's booing me. Boo, Rashad, boo, boo, right? And we're in Vegas, and and um, he, it's 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 the force. It's a pro force, different crowd, you know. Force is a man, and uh, you know he started getting off on me. Like he he hit like a ten piece on me, and I was just backed up against the fence. And then he started really raining, raining down punches and kicks and and a bunch of all of it, you know, trying to finish me, right? And out of all of this, like, not even really defending anything he's doing, he's hitting me. I'm, I'm kind of bothering and weaving, but he's hitting me sometimes, but not really that flush. And, you know, it's not really hurting me. And then I just hear the crowd just, like, getting off on the fact that he's going to finish me. And I look in his eyes, and I'm just like, I say to him, I say, suck my dick, bitch. You are not going to finish me. And then I grab my nuts and then slap them in his face. Wow. And then what did he do? He... He kind of backed up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was, said, suck my dick, bitch. You're not going to finish me. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. That's kind of a... But then, I tried to say, but then I tried the same thing on Machida, and, and he did finish me. <laughs> but, well, but, but if Forrest sucks your dick, wouldn't he be finishing you? <laughs> hmm? What if he actually did start blowing you? I mean, he he would have finished you, right? I mean, that would have... Uh, it's, a, it's a figure of speech. Gotcha. <laughs> Oh Adam doesn't God. get finished much. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't get Adam, finished Adam, at all. Adam went really into that one. It yeah, was, it's, a, it's a figure of speech. You know? <laughs> <laughs> In case you yeah. did, he wanted to also educate us on. Nice. Oh, these, are, these are just jokes, Adam. These are just jokes. Just huh? jokes, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Jake, do you trash talk during fights? Uh, you know, during the not, I mean, not really. You never uh, against, I, against Rick Story or? Uh, well, during the fight, no. Yeah. I mean. I don't really remember much, to be honest. I mean, I, I've talked a little bit, like, during the fight. I, I mean, I would say, like, in my earlier fights back in the Midwest, but in the UFC, not. I mean, not so much. You know, it's before, not really during. I, I should try it, though. I think I'm going to try it, though. Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, Rashad, do you hook up with any of the female black zillions? There are no female black zillions. None? None. We, like, we like struggling in that department. We don't have any of them. You got to get some female black zillions. <laughs> well, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, we do. No, we have, we have uh, actually, I seen two girls in the gym training the other day with the team. Oh, nice. And they're really, they are really good in jujitsu. Really good in jujitsu. There you go. But see, I never wanted to roll with them because I, I would hate to, like, I don't know. I roll with the girls a couple of times and it feels kind of weird. Like, I don't know. I'm just too, I don't too, I'm too big for that. You worried about getting tapped or are you worried about getting a boner? What, what, what are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Like, I, I, I'll be, I don't know, I'll be embarrassed if something happened. Like, if she catch me in a submission and, and then, you know, whatever she catch me in, she's going to have to keep and I'm going to be walking around with like a broken arm or broken whatever she got on because I'm not tapping. Wow. Jake, have <laughs> you ever tapped to a girl? Huh? Does Jake ever tap to a chick? Um, like going live or like yeah. rolling? Going live. Just rolling, yeah. Live? I don't think I've ever gone live with a female. With Rhonda? You know what, live with Rhonda? Um, we do like position stuff, yeah, but not like. What positions so, do you do? Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't have, like, if Rhonda tapped me, I wouldn't know what to do, man. I feel so embarrassed. Really? I mean, but she's one of the best in the world. I mean, she, she taps. Nah, yeah, no, bro. she, she, nah, yeah. Bro. Like, we, 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 <laughs> 
Nah, not me, nah. If she tapped me, I'm I'd here. be like, whatever. I'd be like, uh, okay. If she tapped yeah, me, I'd be like, you nah, know what? Could, you know, nah, I, she could tap you, and that's cool. But I just, I, honestly, I just would feel, I, I would feel, I would feel, I don't know, bad inside if something like that happened to me. Well, I got, you know, you're a pro fighter. You, you, you outweigh her by 50 pounds. I, I, I could see why you, yeah, you would get upset saying, about like, that. I'm, I'm a man, like a pro, you know, like a, you know, a man. Have you ever hooked up with a fighter girl, Rashad? Huh? Have you ever hooked up with a, like a fighter chick or no? No, I never have. Because I have once, and uh, the girl's arms were so jacked that like when she gave me a handy, it, it was like she was working a muscle at the, like the gym. Like honestly, I exploded all <laughs> all my backed up goo from like years. Oh it, I swear to God, I was it was unbelievable. It, it was cool, but I, oh I, she had a, she had a stronger grip than I did, and I got a pretty strong grip, you know. So it was like. I'm uh, telling you, man. That's See, that's the thing about it, man. You got to be careful, man. Like, you know, these girls in the MMA game, they're different these days. You can't be, like, you know, <laughs> you got—you better come correct, man. You better come correct. Yeah. Ronda didn't raise the bar. I did come correct. All, all over her chest, actually. I, I came correct. <laughs> anyway, so, listen, uh, that's, our, uh, that's our interview. Rashad, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, it's Sugar underscore Rashad Evans on Twitter is Sugar Rashad Evans at Sugar Rashad Evans and you know say what's up say you know whatever you're gonna say I respond I'm not I'm not like one of those dudes who just don't respond to the fans I always always try to respond oh thanks man hey you gotta you gotta follow me I've been following you for years you don't follow me back it's kind of it's like you're lying I do follow you I follow you I just followed you the other day when you posted a picture with oh nice oh thanks Rashad I appreciate it man now, now, here you go. Now, you don't even re recognize that I followed you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Rashad, really quick. You got any advice for me on the Fox side, the, the analyst side? You got any advice, man? Man, you know, I, I would just, uh, you know, what they used to tell me or anything is always just pick one. Like when you're talking about one thing, analyst thing, point, just pick one thing and just stick with it. Just speak, speak about that one thing. Like, say, for instance, I want to talk about um, – um, I want to talk about, you know, Alistair Overeem, and I want to talk about his, you know, one thing that's going to stick out for this fight. I'll talk about the fact that he switched camps, and then I'll talk about talk around the fact of what it means when you actually switch camps, what it means when you're training with new new uh, new teammates, and that's what my whole discussion will be based off of. And those are things that I don't even got to think to say. Like if somebody asks you in conversation, well, what happened if you change camps? Then you can already you can automatically say it and these things that you need to think about saying. So sure. I would always try to tie things in to something that will go to a normal conversation with me. You know? Alright. I appreciate that. Alright, so we have our next guest is the CEO of Titan FC. Uh, he started Alchemist Management with Les McMahon and MC Hammer and Nima Safapur back in the day. And he left because uh, he was sick of his clients not getting fights, started Titan FC. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. How you guys doing? We're doing good. Doing good We're man. doing Thank good, you. man. We're not as good at doing as good as you. I'm not a CEO of a, whole, a huge fight company on, on CBS. But uh, so you got, you, got, you got a big fight coming up, right? You got Jason Brills versus uh, Vinny Magalies. Yeah, that's coming up on the 26th in um, Austin, Texas. Yeah, that's a big event. And then uh, Anthony Gutierrez on, on that against Wallow Watson. Uh, Daryl Schoonover, who, uh, who's been on our show, is fighting Aaron, Aaron yeah, Rosa. 
Titties is on the card. Titties is on the card. I like it. <laughs> it's always good when the CEO yeah. says titties is on the card. <laughs> I'm not sure that you know name will leave him. Titties always bring fans. I look at him all the time. Yeah. So now, now what? Now what was that like? By the way, being a manager, uh, working with MC Hammer, like, did, was it, you, you were always like, "Hey, stop!" And then Hammer Time. Did you ever say that to him or no? <laughs> well, but I will tell you that Hammer Time is a legitimate thing. Like any time he gives me that he's meeting me someplace, I give myself like a seven, eight hour window, maybe that'll show <laughs> in that time. Uh, that's got to be frustrating. <laughs> nah, you know what? You just you just know it, and you just deal with it. And then you get a call like eight hours, ten hours later, going, "Hey, I thought we were meeting for lunch." And you're like, "Dude, it's two in the morning." Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, but that was an incredible guy. I mean, you know, he reinvented himself with social media. He's one of the foremost authorities on social media in the world. Um, just really, really successful. Now, what, what what I was reading about you last night, what I think I, I like about you about what you guys are doing is that you have a Zufa out clause. So anybody that's in Titan FC that wants to leave to go to the UFC, you say that's totally cool. Everybody does it, totally cool. You know, whereas other organizations sort of try to keep people or don't want them leaving. Yeah, I mean, I I think the biggest thing, you know, coming from the management side of things, you know, a lot of these promotions are so afraid that they get their hands on the guy with any decent amount of skill that he's going to go run and go to the UFC. So they try and put them in these horrific contracts where they're just stuck in there forever. You know, my issue is our tentacles are so big throughout the industry and, and um, we know so many gyms and other managers and, and, you know, fighters that the, the waters are rich right now, talent of MMA fighters. So, you know, I'm not afraid to let my guys go to UFC should they want to. Should they want to stay at Titan and have some more fights and really season themselves? Because the one thing we do do different than other organizations, we really do battle test our guys. So UFC knows when those guys come into them, that these guys have been battle tested. They're fighting, you know, great fights. They're fighting, you know, incredibly um seasoned opponents and when they get into UFC they're not going to be knocked out in the first round and, and you know be two fights and then back out so you know we try and do a real good job with that and do a real good job with that in testament as well now any when you, when you were man who are some of the fighters that you that you managed back in the day uh well Alchemist still has I mean we have uh Gegard Musasi we have Brendan Schaub we have Stefan Struve we have uh Nate Marquardt which Jake Ellenberger did me no favors with. Um, <laughs> we have Jake Shields. We have um, uh, which with Jake Ellenberger did you no know, favors with, by the way. Yeah, I said he did me no favors with that one as well. Yeah. Um, Liz Carmouche, um, Danny Castillo. You know, uh, Todd Duffy. Um, now, the list goes on. And, and any, on. any, any, well, any. What's a, what's a crazy? Because our, our fans are. Uh, uh, they have ADD, and they love hearing crazy stories. Any crazy stories about you and some of these fighters? Crazy stories. Embarrassing crazy stories, crazy things that'll stories. ruin people's lives, anything well, that you... Uh, oh, so you want someone's uh, life to be ruined on the show <laughs> right now. Oh, well, you know, it's all about uh, hits on SoundCloud. Say, I was going to say, oh, can we go off the air? Uh, no, sure, yeah. <laughs> You're off the air, totally off the air. <laughs> yeah, um, no, no crazy stories whatsoever, none. Come on. No, you know what? Um, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, 
that happens a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Came down to Florida before he was uh, training with Black Civilians. Rashad and I have been friends for years. And he was coming down for his birthday, and I said to him, um, I was staying at, at another house of mine, and I said to Rashad, why don't you stay at my house and, you know, come down and celebrate your birthday, hang out. And I had a guy there watching my house. And I said to him, you know, just stay in the house, hang out, and, you know, whatever. So Rashad came, and he came with, like, six dudes, each guy bigger than Rashad. I had this little white Jewish guy sitting in my house. I can say that. I'm one of them, except I'm the bigger version. And he he was so scared of everybody that came into the house that by the time the last guy came in, not only did the guy leave my house, I have I have since never spoke to him, never <laughs> been able to get him on the phone. He was so petrified, he ran away. Wow, that's that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, those guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard not to be racist right and now. Anyone that knows Rashad, he's the nicest guy on the planet. Ever, he's the nicest guy ever, and uh, that yeah. that is pretty funny. Now, has who's been like a. Uh, as far as being a, pr- a promoter, like, have you tried to sign Matt Riddle? Was that hard? Who, who, who's, who's, who's been a pain in the butt? Who's been, uh, what's, what's, what's been the easiest part? I think the easiest part um, is, is uh, getting the, satisfa- the satisfaction of fight night. You know, watching the fights go off, watching the great performances. Um, you know, when it comes to signing guys, I mean, that's all bullshit. You know, guys... You deal with personality. You just learn to do that in life. You learn to do that in business. I think the most important thing is treating people like people, not like cattle, yeah. and and you know really appreciating them for what they do and treating them like the professional athletes they are. So I never really have a problem on that side. I think this issue, um, it's just all the the bullshit that goes into putting up the show and getting the show going and logistics and flight and you know this guy gets hurt and that guy gets hurt and you know they, these guys won't fight because they're friends and you know that that's the the biggest pain in the ass yeah yeah, yeah. what do you what do you think of the uh, stefan bonner tito ortiz masked man uh, d- uh, debacle <laughs> that went on last week and uh, on uh, spike tv wait what did you did you watch spike tv uh, on uh, bellator last week Mm, I think we're losing him. Jeff. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can hear you. Did you watch Tito Ortiz? It was, more, it was more like WWE or TNT than Bellator to me. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It was weird, but it was entertaining, at least for me, making mm-hmm. jokes. It was, it was entertaining. So. Yeah, well, you know, it gave you material for like a week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Jeff, uh, we, we got, we got, so we got like eight guests. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm, 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 I'm happy that that you're doing so well. I'm happy Titan FC is going on. So why should people watch? Your upcoming event, promote it, talk about it, tell our fans about it. Who do you have? Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, I think we have an amazing card coming up. We have the inaugural uh, light heavyweight title, Vinny Magalish against Jason Brills, two top-level guys, Walt Harris against Dave Herman, um, Anthony Gutierrez against Willie Watson. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tinino Furia, number three-ranked um featherweight in the world, not in UFC, um, is fighting in a title eliminator against uh, Robert Washington, who just won on the last Titan card in the first round in like 47 seconds. Um, Just an amazing stack card all the way through. Uh, Austin, Texas, September 26, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard. The prelims started at 8, and it's just going to be an amazing night of fights. Every single fighter on the card that finishes the fight gets a 
a bonus. So we incentivize our guys to go for the finish in every single fight. I love it. I, I, I love that you have D- Daryl Titty Schoonover from The Ultimate Fighter. I love you have Anthony Gutierrez, who they didn't make weight from The Ultimate Fighter. You have Dave Herman, well, he who said... He drank the bathwater. He drank the bathwater. Yeah, he drank the bathwater. You have Dave Herman, who says jujitsu doesn't work, and then got tapped out, who got busted for three marijuana <laughs> things. Work. And then he said yeah. for this fight, he's only training by lifting weights. He said he's doing nothing but lifting <laughs> weights for this fight. And then you have Vinny Magalish, whose jujitsu is so good, you've never seen it in the octagon. So, uh... I am. I'm I am excited about for your the, card. The, the the light heavyweight title fight. I'm stoked. I, I've actually I'm friends with both the guys, uh, Vinny and and Brills. Actually, Jason Brills. Uh, he was one of my coaches when I was going to University of Nebraska at Omaha. He was a, oh nice. He was, right. he was a wrestling coach there. Uh, somebody I've known my whole career. Uh, an amazing guy. Uh, amazing training partner as well. Um, that's a great fight. What do you think takes it, Jake? It's just going to come down to strategy. You know, I've. I've trained with both guys, uh, and they're both phenomenal in completely different different ways. You know, so I, I think it's all going to come down to opportunity. Whoever can execute, um, if, if if he can get Brills to play, you know, his half guard game and and and, and look for his his leg attacks or, or whatever, wherever he's going to choose to play, you know, he's 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 he's, he's dangerous. But Brills, at the same time, man, he's uh, he's a grinder. He's going to be in your face, and he's going to make it a fight. So. That's going to come down yeah, to, great to strategy. It really is. Very tough fight. Oh. Well done. It really is. Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, any, you can come on again, promote your thing. You, you're, uh, you're doing really good. I love the fact that you're so good to your fighters. Uh, so uh, thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the support. And anybody that wants to follow me, uh, Jay Aronson, Titan FC on Twitter, always giving away swag to the fans, always interacting, always having fun with it. So Really enjoy it. Again, CBS Sports Network, 10 p.m., September 26th. Thanks, brother. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right, that was Jeff Aronson, uh, which is, I think, I, think it's, I think it's good. You know, a lot of times people, they don't like competition, but I think, I think it's good to have. There's so many fighters out there that can't all be in the UFC, and it's good that some of these guys that, like, uh, I wouldn't call them, Castoffs or you know UFC. What do you, what do you call them? What's the, what's the polite mm, PC way? You don't want me to tell you what those. Are. What really? What do you call I'm them? Joking. You know, like, you know, people are UFC rejects. They're not rejects. They're fighters who lost a couple fights. I never but, said that. You know. is, there, is there an insider term for it or like uh, what the fighters call each other? Do they? Like, no, they don't. Right? I mean, not it's really. all professional about. Yeah, I mean, it, it, because there's so many. That's the thing is like just because you're not in the UFC, there's so many good guys outside of the UFC yeah. as well. I mean. Yeah. Look at you know Brills and and Mega Halls. I mean they're both phenomenal guys, but I would just say they're maybe they weren't. They're, there's obviously reasons why they didn't um, have maybe not haven't haven't succeeded at the highest. But it's more of a fan timing. There's a lot of things. Yeah, I know. I I just it's to me it's like uh, I I've always tried to be the kind of person that like uh, I I I'm not the kind of person that like. I try not to be the kind of person that looks around at the party. Who's the person that can help my career? I try not to be that. I try not to be that person of like who hang out with the popular crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends are not very popular in the comedy community. I I, I have some friends that are there that, that are doing well and some friends that aren't. But I always like my friends for who they are. And and I was like same with fighters. I, I'm never gonna be that guy who who likes. Like, oh well, call me when you get in the UFC. No, like I to me I I like the fact that you know Cody Bollinger he's fighting this week for the title by the way on World Series of Fighting. You know he, he right. you know he's he's fighting on two weeks notice against uh, uh, Mares, who's a right Marla Mar- 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 so I think he mm-hmm. was uh, who's no joke. But I like I like 
seeing guys at every level. I, I, I'm never, I'm never, it's never going to be one of those podcasts where we only interview the guy who has a big fight coming up or the guy who just won. Uh, or, or I, it's never going to be that. It, it's, it's never going to be that. Fuck that. It's going to be the guys who I want to talk to. So uh, we like, we had Daryl Schoonover on. Uh, people were like, he, that guy's still alive? Yeah, yeah, he's still alive. And to me, there's a whole story behind the guy who's living in Texas right What's now. What's cool too, you know, you get guys like that were like Matt Hughes, guys who are, who are retired or, or even guys that are upcoming now. I mean, you get different perspectives. It's, it's great. Those, the, oh, those are the best guys. The interviews with the guys, with the guys who aren't in the UFC anymore, mm-hmm. who don't care about uh, how, how, what they say to me or the legends are always the best because they have no filter. They don't care anymore. They're like, what the fuck? Who, 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 the, who, who yeah, am I going to piss the off? The Dan Severin, the Don Fries. Oh, the, the best. <laughs> the absolute best. By the way, that, that party, that, I forgot to mention, the weird part about being at the Ultimate Fighter premiere party was, uh, aside from my, my entourage cock blocking me, uh, was the fact that there really is gangs amongst these girls. There was like Felice and Carla and her, her, her group of people. And then there was like Tisha Torres and uh, Heather. And, and me being the MMA, being who I am, I want to be friends with everybody, like I just said. So I was going from table to table, but I could tell they were looking. I, maybe it was in my head. People were looking at me like, what are you talking to her for? for, for uh, or it could be from when DJ said he's a predator. <laughs> maybe that. No. But, but I have no allegiances to anybody. Look, I, I, like I said, in high school, I was never part of the popular table. I, I, I mean, I was popular because people liked me, but I'm never, I'm never that guy. I'm not gonna go to the cool table. Fuck the cool table, yeah. you know. And uh, but that's what it, it did. Feel, it had this high school feel to it. I'll, I'll confirm that with you. As the digital producer on Tough, um, I have to love and be friendly to all of them. And I was going back and forth, and there were a couple fighters that gave me hard time. Why are you talking to her so? Much? Yeah, that's what. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, it's my job to like talk to all of you. If you need something. Tell me, and we're not in fucking high school. Right. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm 36 years old. That's yeah. what I'll talk to. I, I should be having a kid right now, or or having a career. I don't know about that. Or Adam. saving some fucking Let's... money, not worried about some 19 year old kid thinks about me for talking to. Some, I'm sorry. I, I I respect that you guys are fighters. I love that you guys are mm-hmm. fighters. But but there's a whole thing now. By the way, did you watch the first episode of The Fighter? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? It was great. You didn't fucking watch no. it. Why do you Why are you lying? Test a huge upset. Are you joking? Got, well, what happened during the during the actual? I, I watched the fight. I didn't watch the whole <laughs> All right. blah, 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 blah build up thing. Okay, well, I'll give you some background for the Ultimate Fighter because no one on my show well, watches. Let anything. me be real. I was looking forward to the fight, and that's what I watched. So okay, well, there is there's that. already some drama going on between. Uh, you know, basically, you can see the build up between mm-hmm. Felice Herrig and. And this girl, Heather, Heather Joe Clark, and they're already they don't they could tell they don't like each other, and it seems like. That Heather, the, the girls are kind of rolling their eyes when Heather talks, and I don't know Heather, but but it seems like there's already because they already fought before. That's the thing is that you have a lot of girls that fought before where you didn't mm-hmm. have on previous seasons, mm-hmm. so they already have that built-in animosity towards each other. And the Felice Herrig Heather uh, Clark fight the first time, Felice got in her face after she won and yelled at her, and then the girl kind of back slapped her, you know, bitch slapped her. Like, what, how do you, what's the? I don't even know what the fuck to say anymore without people getting mad at me. But she backhanded her and um. And you could tell there was uh, there's all this stuff going on, and it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining to me. A lot of the girls are are, are see, they, they seem super cute. They seem sweet. Uh, I'm I'm definitely pull, you know I'm pulling for Beck. Although it seems like Beck's gonna leave based on the preview of her crying and Dana saying you have to leave. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not really sure what that's about. They didn't really. That was kind of weird. And um, 
Tisha Torres, I think, was the favorite. I think now it's Carla. Carla, it's, Carla seems to be the most well-rounded athlete, being a college wrestler. That college wrestling for girls is going to help you every time. If you look at even the girls that are dominating in, in the UFC, the Kat Zingano wrestled in college. Misha Tate wrestled in college. Ashley Evan smith WSOF, wrestled in college. Carla wrestled in college. It's just... It's hard. I mean, you're going to get the, the Ronda Rouseys and you're going to get the, the cyborgs and whatever. But if you have that female college wrestling background, that is such a leg up in women's MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, such a leg up. No, really. It's just it's just, it's just like in, I mean, MMA in general. Yeah. It's just you got that, that mentality, that that experience of competing at the college level. I mean, it's the work ethic. It, there's all those things that go into it. But I completely agree. But uh, so it seems like Carl's going to be the favorite. Um and what was weird also is like people were, 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 were like tweeting me, you know, Dana White's like, you know, we got the 16 best girls in the world. And then they cut to one girl who's like, yeah, I haven't fought in two years because I just had a baby. And people were like, how is this the best? Girl? Which, you know, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen all these girls fight. So I can't really comment. But if he says they're the 16 best girls, I mean, I haven't seen if I have seen 100 of the best girls, I could then say these are the 16 best. But based on it is kind of weird that like. Some of their records are one and zero or, or two and zero, you know. But it's, it's a new sport. I mean, it's for females at least, it's you know quality, 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 quality right? Yeah. Quality. <laughs> I, I'm I'm enjoying it though. I'm enjoying it. And then now, now there's a whole debate now. People are mad at Fox Sports by saying that they're that they're because they're like beautiful on one hand and tough. And these these the people are saying that it was sort of sexist. You know what? Really, this is what's bothering you? Not not the people in fucking Syria getting 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 the mass murders that are going on, or you know uh, what's going on in Ferguson, or or even Ray Rice. Like no, that 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 it's it's the the ultimate fighter thirty second preview to get people to watch the sport that has you up in arms. Like <laughs> like really, it's marketing, right? And number one, look look, let's just sex sells, okay? It's no. Fox, and I'm not just saying because I work at Fox. I would say this anyway. It's excels. It, it, it does. It doesn't mean that it's a, necessarily a bad thing. I, I would say women like to be called beautiful. Uh, I, I would say on the most on the most part. Maybe some don't. Uh, I like to be called handsome or attractive. Mm-hmm. I would say girls want to be called attractive. So by calling someone beautiful and tough, are you? Where's the insult there? They go, well, you wouldn't call the men handsome and tough. You know what? People call GSP fucking handsome and tough, okay? <laughs> People call Luke Rockhold handsome and tough. Mm-hmm. Brendan Schaub calls himself handsome and tough, okay? So, <laughs> like, yeah, yes, you would, number one. And the problem is, to, to, my, to my thing, is that you have people going, well, women's MMA, and that's the fucking problem, is that it should just be MMA. When I coach wrestling, I don't have a women's wrestling team. I have a wrestling team, and that's what it is. It's just it's a, it's a fucking, it's MMA. Mm-hmm. And people are they get they just want to get offended. Uh, this is what offends you? Yeah. Fucking a man. <laughs> There's always going to be those people. Always. I, I know, but they but they 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 bother me because they because they they just like like they come after me. They it's like the it's becoming this like burning book society of like I don't agree with your literature, so you shouldn't have be able to read it. It's like what the fuck is that? Or they go, you shouldn't punch down. Don't punch down on on people that are gay or the, why are they down? Like they're down in your fucking head. They're equal. You punch. You punch everybody. Punch everyone you fucking see. And then, and then that, that's that's my fucking two cents. And I'm sorry. And I, I'm I'm not here to debate this because I don't care your fucking opinions. Okay. I mean, I care some people's, but if you want to debate, I'm not. I, I, this is my soapbox. I'm sorry. Anyway, but good Ben. Job, Ad, good job. Anyway, so all right, we got we got more people coming on the show. 
All right, so we're talking uh, to Random Marcos, uh, like Jake said, who was the, um, she was the number 14 pick. She beat the number three seed, the number one pick, and Tisha Torres on the most recent episode of the Ultimate Fighter. Huge upset. Great fight to start the season. How are you? How you feeling? I'm great, and it's finally, it's, it's great having to finally be able to talk about it, you know, telling everybody that, you know, when, when I was in the house, I, I fought her, I won, I was so excited, and then we just got home, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> start cleaning, you know, like, you have nothing to do, you have nobody <laughs> to call, nobody to tell, it was so, like, you know, it, it felt crazy just, like, not being able to tell anyone, not being able to tell your family, and nobody knows about it. Come on, it. you told but your family. Finally, finally able to tell everyone. You, you couldn't tell your family? No, you can tell anyone. It was Come just crazy, on. you know. Oh, and you now didn't it's like it. you're get, I'm getting all this feedback, you know, like it happened so long ago. I'm like, oh yeah. So no, that's great. <laughs> I well, hey, even happened. <laughs> what was it like um, seeing yourself on TV? It was pretty cool. Um, it was kind of weird, you know, hearing myself and and seeing myself. But it was really cool. We all we all a bunch of uh, teammates and everything. We went to the Boston Pizza nearby and. Watched it there. It was really cool. Everybody cheering me on and everything. Now, awesome. now, now, today you were late for the interview because you said you were at work. You couldn't take a day off of work. You were just on national <laughs> television beating the, uh, the number one pick, and, number one, and, and and you couldn't. You have to be at, at like the pharmacy. What is going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got home around like um, nine o'clock at night last night, and then went straight to the Boston Pizza, and now I'm here at work, <laughs> waiting for my shift to end so I can go to practice. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I don't mind it. You know, they've been really cool with me. They let me take off as much time as I want to to go train or, or you know, go do all this stuff. So, and I appreciate it. So I don't want to take any time off that I don't need. Now, where in Canada are you? In Windsor, Ontario. Windsor, Ontario. Nice. Now, you're a very pretty girl. I was, uh, I want to say you're a very attractive female. When I heard you were married, I, I, was, I was very upset. Because, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I honestly, a girl who, uh, I, I know that you, you grew up in Iraq, or you, you were in Iraq, and then you uh, went to Canada, and you said that there was craziness in Iraq, you, you, got, you were held hostage. Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah. how, tell us about that. I was crazy. I don't remember uh, a lot about it. I was only three years old when I came to Canada. I, I remember like little flashbacks, but yeah, it was it was horrible. The things my mom would tell me. We literally held at gunpoint so many times, and my dad, you know, we were put in jail and everything. We were eating people's scraps. Like that was that was our life there when we tried to escape, and then finally came to Canada. And uh, my sister was traumatized. My parents were traumatized. They didn't know like how to how to react to this new country, new language, new everything. It was just really a really difficult, you know, um, life when we first came here. But now it's it's getting a little better. Now, did you now did you speak any uh, any English or when you came to Canada? No, we we my parents didn't speak any English, and neither did we. But when we went to school, we picked it up pretty quickly because we were so young. But it was just it was difficult, you know, trying to teach my parents, and they had no clue what we were talking, what we were saying, how to read, how to write. It was you know really difficult. Wow, that's how old were you when you when you moved from Iraq to uh, to Canada? I, I was only three years old. My sister was five, but my parents like they didn't know a word of English. They didn't know anything. It was really difficult for them. My dad was working for like five bucks an hour. Plus, they were like traumatized from all the stuff we went through. My dad was in war, and he had his you know watched all his friends die in front of him. He was one of the only ones that survived in his group. It was pretty crazy. So he, wow. you know, he had some mental illnesses and stuff. <laughs> We had to deal with. 
Well, well, you've, I mean, you should be really proud of yourself. You've really come a long way. Um, and then, I, and then I, I, um, I watched the show, and it's you. You said that you you uh, wrestled in high school in Canada, but you didn't tell your family that you were wrestling because you wanted you don't because they like didn't allow it. So they you lied and said you were playing volleyball, but instead were wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't uh, they didn't like the fact that I wrestled. I I thought they would be happy for me, but you know when I told them. And uh, they're like, no, you're not doing that. I'm like, too bad, I'm doing it anyways. They came to the gym and literally grabbed me by my ear and pulled me out of the gym wow. and said, you're never doing it again. Wow. So, like, yeah. so how was it when they found out that you started fighting? Um, well, I did. I kept it to myself for a really long time until, you know, people started telling my, my mom and my, my dad, like, oh, you're fighting. Like, my dad kind of knows, but I don't talk to him about it. I don't tell him about it. He's kind of not, not really in our life right now. But oh. my mom, she's finally, you know, finally coming to, you know, their senses and, and like, you know, appreciating what I've been doing. And, and You have, the, like, the most secret... Know. Most secret life I've ever heard in my entire life. Your parents don't know what you do. <laughs> Nobody knows what you do. You, you, like you're no. just you're like this, like kind of like a, a spy or something. This is uh, yeah, it's kind of like it, when you enjoy undercover. something, you want to just keep it to yourself so nobody ruins it for you. You know, that's nice. the way I was. That's wow. that, that's how Jake is when it comes to his sex life. Because every week we 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 ask him how he's doing. He never tells us. Just mysterious. <laughs> now, now, now your your husband's an amateur fighter. He was an amateur fighter. He doesn't fight anymore. What does he do? He works for a glass company. He right. he enjoys his job a lot. Now, I mean, now when you guys are together and he complains, are you like you have no idea what I've been through? Like, do you do you win every <laughs> argument that way? Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, like he he understands because he he used to fight. He understands uh, what I have to do and all the sacrifices I have to make. And you know, he's been really cool about everything. He's He's been supportive and just letting me, giving me my space, giving me my time, and you know, letting me do all the things I need to do. He's been really cool with everything. Nice. Now, uh, now there's a lot of drama this year on the Ultimate Fighter already. You can see like there's a kind of there's Felice and her crew, and Heather and her crew, and Rowdy Beck is seems to be on Felice's team, and then there's uh, Angela's on Felice's team, and Carla. And then there's like it seems like Joanne and uh, uh, Isling or I Isling right? Uh, they're on their team. Uh, Isley, like whose team? Now where 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 do and like Tisha Torres is kind of with uh, uh, with Heather. Where do you fit in on this? I'm I was just there to be myself. I wasn't there to make any friends. I wasn't there to you know be on anybody's team or anything like that. I was on my own team, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know I got I ended up you know becoming pretty good friends with. Uh, with Jojo and Ashley and Alex, just because they were there for the same reasons I was there. I wasn't there, you know, to, to have a popularity contest like some people were doing. You know, I was there focused on the belt, and that's it. And they had the same views as I did, so we kind of got along a little more than others. So, yeah, I kind of, when I was on Last Comic Standing, it was the same kind of way. I, I, I got along with the, the, uh, the people from England a lot better than the people from the U.S., actually. It seemed like, I don't know, we, it seemed like the people in the U.S. Like, expected stuff. Like, where's this and where's that? And the, and, and the people from England were like, just grateful to be there. You know, like, uh, kind of same with me. I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Did, was there some kind of thing with you where, like, because of what you've been through, that you, you were, this is such a big opportunity that you just were just there to win and didn't want to deal with all that other nonsense? 
yeah, it's kind of like well, my little group there. That, that's how we all all felt like we were all we appreciated the fact that they gave us that opportunity to be there. And I wasn't going to be picky with anything. I wasn't going to, you know, demand anything. I was just there to do whatever they told me and, you know, to take whatever I can from the situation and just enjoy it. And, you know, like I worked so hard, I sacrificed so much to be there. I wasn't going to let anything else to get in my way. So, yeah, and, and JoJo, I felt, had the same views as me and Ashley and, and Alex. It was, it was pretty cool. Now, watching the fight last night, do you, I know Tisha still thinks she won. It was a very close fight. And almost like I think, I thought you won too. Uh, I thought, I, I, you know, if it, it would have went the other way, I wouldn't have been like, this is a huge robbery. But I thought you won. Almost I think that there could have been a fourth round. You know, like I almost somehow think that if like a fight's like that, a... Uh, a uh, fourth round would would uh, would be uh, you know do justice. Do you, do you think that you surprised Tisha and she kind of took you lightly? Yeah, I definitely think she she underestimated me. I think she went in there with a lot of confidence and um, thought she was going to just walk through me and uh, and right away like uh, I wasn't going to have that. You know, <laughs> being number fourteen already pissed me off enough, and I wasn't going to let her take it away from me. So. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of people in there underestimated me. Nobody knew who I was or what I was capable of, and and I think uh, it shocked her. And especially going into the second round, I felt like she was more intimidated by me and uh, more like uh, patient and stuff with everything. So, how did you like working with uh, Anthony Pettis? It was really cool. He's a freaking tough guy. He's um, he was he made everything you know easy for us like he didn't let us go off on each other kill each other at practices he made sure that nobody was you know bleeding with bruises and cuts and everything and uh yeah we weren't gonna rip each other's head off because we obviously we have you know fights coming up and it was really good the way he he handled us and uh also his group of of uh the training partners he had and and uh, the coaching he had it was awesome working for you know Duke or training with Dirk Griffiths and all those guys now, uh, I know that you're like a super, you seem very sweet and polite and kind of quiet. Uh, my experience with the, those kind of girls, they're, they're the wildest in bed. Like they're just, they're just nuts. They're just, it's always like, like you think it'd be the girl like Felice that, that would be like the, that do all these outlandish things. It's not, it's, 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 it's the girls like you that you don't expect it from. Uh, will you confirm this? Really? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I can't confirm that. And, and so, you know, Adam says in his experience, which is, which is, which is not, there's, yeah. there's none uh, female fighter experience. Yeah, but, but not female, no, it's just female. Forget oh, female okay. fighter. But my, my female experience has been, it's always like, it's always like they say, like, watch out for the, the quiet guy. That's the guy you, you don't, like, don't want to start with because that guy knows something that you don't know. So the quiet girl. The quiet girl with. is usually the one. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. <laughs> All right, you don't have to answer. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm trying. The fifth. You can plead the fifth. You'd have to talk to my husband. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Now, how did how did your husband pick you up, by the way, or did you pick him up? Oh, <laughs> no, we wrestled in high school together. We wrestled for different schools, and but we wrestled for the same like travel team. We were just friends for a long time, and then after high school, we met up again, and we just started dating ever since. Well, um, my parents also didn't know about that. We were dating for about seven years. <laughs> they had no idea. Seven <laughs> so years. They asked me for my hand. Do your parents even know who you are? Do the parents know? Do, do your parents know they have a daughter or no? <laughs> so I don't wait. know. Hopefully, we'll find that out soon. Wait, you, you guys, you guys dated for seven years, and your, yeah. but your parents didn't know the whole the whole time. No. Wow. <laughs> their, their parents think they have a son. Uh, now, 
No, no, but no, no, that's always weird though. Cause like, okay, so he, you guys are on the same wrestling travel team. And then how does you, how does he get out of the friend zone? Uh, Cause I, I, I have a lot of guys like, I mean, seriously, I, I've been experienced where I've been friends with girls, but I don't want to ruin the friendship by making a move. H- how, how did he make his move? I don't know. I was just really comfortable with him because I already had known him from, from high school and from wrestling. And uh, he just made me laugh, like always made me laugh. And then uh, one day he was just like, yeah, let's go out to eat. you know. And then ever since then, we just like didn't stop talking. And now, away from there. But, now did, but did you like him before? Like you check him out in like the singlet and you were like, hey, you know, nice package. <laughs> no. <laughs> You know, some people don't look good in a singlet. He looked good in a singlet, <laughs> so that did help him. Oh, okay, that's yeah, good. Did you look good in a singlet? I, 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 I did. I, well, I, I have no ass, so that everyone called me like frog ass in my singlet. Frog ass. Yeah, I had, I have, I have an ass like a frog, so I, oh, I didn't man. actually look that good in this wrestling singlet. I, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That no one knows what a frog's ass looks like. That was basically <laughs> that, that, that was the thing. So, do, do you have any hot Iraqi Canadian friends? Um, yeah, he gets along really well with my, with my brothers. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, do you have any hot friends that you could, yeah, like Adam was Uh, hoping to maybe go on a date or, to be honest. No, I know that you work at a pharmacy. Do you ever take the pills and experiment and like, (laughs) no, I I haven't yet. You haven't yet? I've been tempted a few times, like, but no, I haven't. Really? Which, which pills tempt you the most? (laughs) Is it the Adderall? I don't know. There's a lot of good stuff here. And on like your last day, are you just gonna like just go crazy and just kind of like just take everything away? Like, no, no, I'm not into that stuff. Oh, that's you good. Don't, don't, you don't do any. Know what I'm capable, what, what I can do, and I You don't go do any of the back alley deals. No, after work. No, no. no. Now, now, like yeah, yeah, now, now, you being Iraqi, do you and your husband like play dress up where you have to wear a burqa? And then like I'm Chaldean. We oh. don't wear that. Oh no, Burke is there. I'm Chaldean. We're we're Christian. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. All right. So then I'm saying okay. So no Burke is that's good because I actually wear yeah. a burqa with my girlfriend. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, Does she make you wear? It? She makes me wear a burqa because that's how ugly I am. She just she tells me to put it on <laughs> during please, during during please, sex. Actually, I, I wear a burqa, <laughs> and then she's a Somali p- pirate. We while have she's a, grabbing we have your a, frog ass. Yeah, watch she grab my and then I and then I say ribbit. It's 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 a very it's a really good time, Jake. Parties away. So all right. So who's the, who's the one girl you can't stand on the show? There's a lot of them. All right, name them. There's a lot. Pardon? She's like none. Name them. All right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna say a name. You tell me if you're a fan or if you'd like to punch him in the face. All right. All right, Felice Herrick. Punch in the face. All right, Felice Herrick. Uh, Carlos Barza. Punch in the face. Uh, I'll probably say it to everyone. <laughs> Jessica Penny. Punch in the face. Wow. So you don't like any of those girls? No. Uh, now what? Don't There's a reason for it. All right, give There's us the reason. What's the reason? You gotta watch. Wait, what's the reason? You're, You'll see in the show. I mean, people people uh, like to make up stories and like to you know say things. I don't know if you've been following them on Twitter. They, I guess that people have been telling me they're talking shit about me constantly, and I think it's because they're going to come off pretty badly on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just trying to make me. Look wait, bad. were you part of the girls' bullying? Wait, wait, were you were you bullying Felice? I I don't think I was, and if they think I was, then whatever. <laughs> I did not. I, I don't have time for that. Like I was there for one reason only, and that's for the belt. I'm not gonna go out of my way to bully somebody. Like that's just not my style. But why did? But why did she think that you guys are bullying her? I don't know. Hmm. I have no idea. That's a good question. You have no idea. She was bullying me at no the party. You come on, give me a break. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know her kind of attitude. 
she's not the type of person you can just bully around. Yeah. So I don't know where she's coming off uh, saying that. Uh, that's a good point. She's a new. She's a, actually. I heard she challenged you guys on bully beatdown. She's actually gonna have you guys, Felice. So uh, all right. What about what about Lisa Ellis? She's really cool. I oh, like. I like her. Like her. Uh, what about Joanne Calderwood? Like her. I really love her. <laughs> all right. What about uh? What, all right, Jake. What? Brian Caraway. What about Brian Caraway? <laughs> I no, I don't know. You don't know who Brian Caraway is? I don't know. Me, me neither. Yeah, he's just just some 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 guy. All right. So listen, uh, listen. This has been a good interview. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of yours. You come you come a long way. You I mean you literally came from Baghdad and you ended up on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, yeah. And that you are the Baghdad beauty. We gotta think of a nickname for you. What's your What's your uh, nickname? Actually, Stitch gave me a nickname. It was the Quiet Storm. The Quiet I Storm. Stick to it. Okay, I like it. I mean, it's coming from Stitch. I gotta keep it right. Yeah. The quiet, the, really, Randa, the Quiet Storm, Marcos. I don't know. Yeah. All right. I think we come up with a better one. What? Like what? <laughs> well, I, the Baghdad Beauty. What about that? That's a good one. Uh. That's a good one. What about uh, the Wacky Iraqi? No. No. <laughs> I'm Canadian. Oh, that's a good point. How about uh, the pill popper? No. Uh, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, look at the pill popper. Nice. All right, all right. The birth control pill popper. I like it. Listen, uh, you you are an adorable girl. Uh, I wish you luck in the future. Uh, anything that you want to say b- 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 before getting off the uh, podcast? Anything you want to? Anybody? Anybody? Where can people follow you? Yeah. Um, you guys can follow me on Randa on on, on Twitter, Randa MMA. On Instagram, Randa Thomas, or uh, my fan page on Twitter or Facebook, uh, Randa Marcos. All right. And thank you, everybody who supported me and everyone who's like giving me all this great feedback on on Twitter and Instagram and everything. Thank you so much for you know recognizing me and supporting me and just like you know all this awesome feedback. Thank you. All right. So we are back. Uh, I got a funny story, Jake. By the way, boom. boom what up? Um, so, so Ronda Rousey's at the party, right? Uh-huh. Look, looking gorgeous, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't. I met her once, like three years ago. We were like friends on Twitter. Maybe it was like even. It was. I met her at that. You know, the, the mayhem. When I when I kind of when I met you the, the uh, at the uh, mayhem oh, yeah, Bisping yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. So, but I know her mom, and we interact on Twitter all the time. So I went up to her. I'm like, hi, and she's like, hi, and she's like, you know, nice and fun. And it was funny because. The night before, last week, Roxanne Modafferi, who won her fight, looked great. Roxanne looked great uh, against Tara La Rosa and Invicta. So I wrote, like, wow, I haven't seen Roxanne look this intense since Pokemon came out, right? And then Ronda Rousey's <laughs> mom writes, Ronda loves Pokemon. No one could beat her or something, right? So she interacts. With, so then uh, all of a sudden, like, I'm talking, uh, you know, it was kind of funny. So I go up to Ronda. I'm like, hey, nice to, you know, nice to finally meet you. And she's so sweet, talking about, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, I didn't know what to say. I felt like, uh, you know, like sometimes you just, uh, I don't know. I know what to say. I was, so I was like, so uh, I hear you like Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I I was a big fan. But I'm like, how, how ridiculous of a, how how lame is that? I hear you like Pokemon. Like that's what I, (laughs) and then afterwards I played that in my head for like, I don't know, all week, like, why would I say I hear you like Pokemon out of all the things? It's such a creepy thing to say, like, hey, hey, kid, I hear you like Pokemon. I mean, it's just... 
that awful. wasn't your, that wasn't like your opening statement. It wasn't though. my opening. That it was been no. a little creepy. Yeah, but it wasn't no. that. But it was definitely like my top four things to say. And I, I'm like, why did I? I'm like, oh, your mom says you, you like Pokemon. I, I don't know. It was just so lame. She's like, oh, you're hanging out with my mom. Yeah, well, no. She, no, she said to me, she's like, my mom loves you. My mom came to my show. Yeah. Thought you were so funny. And I'm like, oh, your mom's great. You know, she did a great job with you. And then. You know, we kept going on and, you know, we kept talking a little more. And then I, it was like, it was just an awkward moment. And I, I'm so bad with silences. I'm just terrible with silences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I should just shut up and let the other person <laughs> talk. But instead, I feel the need to say something. And, it, and there's normally, it's the first thing that comes to my head, which is the wrong thing half the time. And then what came out is, I hear you like Pokemon. I'm just like, why? Pokemon. And then she's like, yeah, you know, I, I play it a lot. It was just so... And I thought people would uh, find that entertaining. But, no, uh, that's, that's pretty funny. I mean, how? what else? So after that, how'd that go? Like, uh, I think what happened was, I think Tisha Torres wanted to take a picture with her, and then she took a picture, and then someone mm-hmm. else came, took a picture, and it was like it was like a line of people wanted to take pictures with her, and it was sort of, uh, her agent was there, and I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, like, right, yeah. You know, it's one of those things, I just, you don't want to be the, I don't know, I just want to, she seems like a really sweet girl. I'm sure you know, you're friends with her. Yeah, no, she is. She's super cool. I mean, you could... She she goes off on you know you can talk to her about anything pretty much Pokemon that doesn't surprise me Pokemon I mean she's funny she's her her mom's pretty funny too yeah I've gotten to, to talk to her mom quite a bit Man, I mean but I'm just like why did I say all the things I could have said I don't know what I would have said but I, I thanked her you know what it was she actually tweeted out something for my friend Randy uh, who that sprawl challenge is not picking up like I wanted and we need to do it no uh, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep I'm gonna, I'm thinking of doing having the kids that I coach do it and having them call out UFC fighters. There you go. So I think that's at the end of practice. I'm gonna have the kids call out uh, UFC fighters. Cody Bollinger said he's gonna donate 500 bucks from his from his fight purse to uh, awesome. to Randy. Good fucking dude, by that's the way. Awesome, and Cody didn't tell me to say that, by the way. He probably doesn't even appreciate me saying that. But just so you know, that's the kind of guy Cody is. He's fighting this weekend, yeah. Fighting this weekend, World Series of Fighting. I really hope he wins. Yeah, on, he's a good on real dude. short notice. Good dude. Other fight this weekend, Bigfoot Silva. Against Andre Arlovsky in Brasilia. In Brazil, which I happen to like because it'll be on earlier. I can watch it and then go to a, my comedy show. Who do you like in this fight, Jake, and why? The main event. Uh, Bigfoot Silva, Andre Arlovsky. You know what? It, I like Bigfoot, to be honest. I think he's, uh, if he can get into a rhythm, you know, I, I know Arlovsky didn't look super impressive in his last fight, but, uh, you know, he came out with the W, but. Um, I, I think Silva's gonna, you know, he's gonna be able to get into a rhythm. Um, he, he's got a lot of momentum. He's definitely continued to get better. Um, he's just all over, just striking especially. But uh, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna win. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think, I think he's gonna crush him actually. Um, I hate to say it because I like Andre and Andre's a legend, but I just think that his chin has been the thing that maybe has been going in the later couple of years. And I know he's fought some heavy hitters. But mm-hmm. Antonio Bigfoot Silva uh, is a real heavy hitter, um, and when he when he hits you, you might be gone. Yeah, I have to say when when he fought Overeem, that was a that was that it was kind of a surprise. But uh, he like it was an ugly knockout too. His hands are so big. His hands are bigger than my head. I know, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a pretty big head. By the way, enough with the forehead comments on uh, uh, people. I know I have a big forehead. I'm 36. You're getting, you're getting I should be bald. All yeah. People say the Overeem's testosterone ratio is like 20 to one, but not as big as your forehead ratio, which is 9,000. I'm like, <laughs> like okay, I get it. I know I have a big forehead. I know, and and I, and I will retweet it. I get it. Uh, look, I'm 36 still. I should be bald right you now. A, you have a great head of hair, Adam. I, I know. I do have a big forehead, but that's that's life. Such is life. Okay. Um, also on this card, uh, Ronnie Yaya 
is taking on Johnny Bedford. Oh yeah, the rematch. Who do you like in that fight? Man, that's I'm excited for that fight. Both guys like to, you know, they're high energy. Both guys they bring it. Um Bedford, good, you know, friend of mine. I a guy spent some time with him when he was on the Ultimate Fighter actually with uh with Mayhem. Um you know, this is gonna, it's going to be an exciting fight. I definitely think Bedford can win this fight um if if he can, you know, take this fight to the ground and just just keep that relentless pace that he that he can do but uh i think it's gonna be a fantastic fight this is probably gonna be fight of the night i probably will and especially because i think bedford the first fight was like stopped in a weird a weird way i think there was a headbutt involved right i think so and yeah. uh bedford i think would like curse him out afterwards and i, I like his and you know he's some would say he has a bad attitude honestly i'll take a kid with a bad attitude over a kid with no attitude any day of the mm-hmm. week um yeah they were i think they were scheduled to fight in san antonio um Back when my when my brother my brother fought, I know he lost to Cody Gibson, who I just saw recently. Cody came to my show up in Fresno last oh. week. It was awesome seeing him yeah. and his beautiful wife, and that was a that was an upset. Cody beat him, uh, but it was another fight where Bedford might have been stopped too early. He's had some weird luck hmm. as of late. Uh, I hope he gets to win. I don't really know Ronnie Yaya that well. I know he's a tough fighter, uh, but I hope Johnny wins. Uh, Exciting fight to watch, though. Paulo Tiago against Spencer. Jake, you know it's gonna be. Let's see, Paulo Thiago, the Brazilian. Um, You've trained with him before? No, I have not. I have not. You know, he's been up. He's he's had kind of an up and down career too. He's you see him on a kind of a hot streak, and you've seen him take some some tough losses. He's a, a, a bit inconsistent, but um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Ch- Ch- Paulo Thiago on this fight. I think he's gonna find a way to take this fight to the ground and and, and submit where he feels comfortable. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Spencer. I like Paul Tiago. I just think that being in a Brazilian special forces, unlike Ariane's Brazilian, which is a special force. No, but listen, I, I think being in the um, Brazilian special forces, actually, it's just too much. I think it's too much. And uh, Actually, I ran into Brittany Palmer at the party. Uh, she saw me from the corner of her eye, and she does not like me, that girl. By the really? Way. Yeah, from a couple jokes I made about her. Uh, I apologize if you took it the wrong way, Brittany Palmer. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a victim to every joke. It's fucking a. You, you, you can't please everybody. No, it's either it's no sad. one's off limits or everyone's off limits. Either I quit MMA roasted Take a joke. and say, you know what, I'm not roasting anybody anymore, or I get to roast everybody. Or people could be just being stop it, being so sensitive, including my forehead. I know I gotta be. I, I don't care. Roast me back. I, I, as long as I get roasted back in a creative way, I don't care. I can feel when it insults me with a joke fashion. I'm like, that's funny. It's when someone just says, you suck, or like, you're an asshole, or fuck you. That's when it's like, you know what? That took no effort. Is it, you, mm-hmm. To tell someone they suck, or they're not funny, or, there's, there's no talent involved. Yeah. There's no writing skills involved in that. No creativity. No whatsoever. creativity. Uh, also on this card, the return of Efren Escudero, Ultimate Fighter winner. Guy uh, who's earned his way back into the UFC. I'm happy about that because he's a tough kid. And, I'm, and I, I hate when I see these guys, like, they win the Ultimate Fighter and then they get a couple losses and they're off. And it's just, you know, who else is going through that right now is uh, uh, Colton Smith, uh, you know, um, Kendall Grove. Some of these mm-hmm. tough winners that you, you know, it's just a tough sport. It's a tough sport. You know, it is. It's it's people, I mean, just like you're talking about Orlovsky and how his career has changed and how he's been just not been the same. But uh, it, I think, you know, the, the people's motivations change too. It's like they're not the same fighter they were a few years ago or there's different different things going on in their life, you know, whether it's 
their financial situation or their you know their their relationship with their with their girlfriend or wife you know who knows but it is it's it's the toughest sport in the world man i've told you that it's the the hardest sport in the world to be consistent at uh i, I don't know how you do it i i have nothing but respect have you seen that mike tyson interview by the way it's going around the internet right now Mm-mm. so tyson's in canada mm-hmm. dj see this yeah, yeah, mike tyson oh yeah yeah. oh it's, so sure. he's in canada and he's, he's promoting his one-man show and this this uh he i guess he's like supporting rob ford who's the mayor of toronto who's caught smoking crack he said he did every drug but heroin which is kind of racist actually uh but so he's promoting <laughs> so he's promoting, he's helping rob ford out right so tyson tyson says he's done every drug no no rob ford oh, has okay. so He's on this like morning, good morning Toronto or some kind of thing. Yeah. And this guy says, you know, how do you feel about the fact that you were, uh, that, that, that you were a convicted rapist helping out Rob Ford? People might take it the wrong way. And Tyson reacts in a way that was vintage. This is the Mike Tyson that I love. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I know that he's a nice guy now and he's changed and this and that. But this is the Mike Tyson that I remember that... Yeah, let's play it. Telling people he's going to eat their babies. Yeah, that's the type. I mean, I, I understand that it's always good to evolve as a person, but I'm sorry. Sometimes, and you know what? You go on a morning show, and then to be called a convicted rapist, which he was technically a convicted rapist, but that's not really what he's there for, and that happened so long ago, and I, I understand. I understand both sides, you know, but hey, look, like the, the guys seem to want to, you know, push buttons with Mike Tyson. You want to push buttons with Mike Tyson, you may push the wrong fucking button, and uh, this is what you're going to get. Oh, we got it. the volume. Yeah. Somebody's in the TV. Is it on the, on the TV? Yeah. The- so we got to raise the volume on the TV. Is, it, is there a thing under it? No, it's on the computer. It's not going to get raised. Oh. Oh, uh, well, you know what? The technology on this podcast is unbelievable. Yeah, break, break, breakthrough. Breakthrough. We have no, we have, we have, uh, no video every week. Look, they, 3D and 4K coming next week. Really? Yeah. All right. Wow, look at that. See? <laughs> we have video as of next week. You heard it here, guys. 4K, so 4K. if anybody says, where is the video? DJ Shrope. No. Okay? <laughs> At DJ Shrope. That's yeah. who I want. Anybody that says, Adam, where is the podcast? At DJ Shrope. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ask me about 4K. Get us a sponsor, and then we'll we'll get some video out there. Oh, good. Yes. Uh, good. So, uh, yeah. So that's uh, anyway. So anyway, Mike Tyson. It went. He basically said to the guy, he's like, you know, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Who the fuck you think you are? What are you gonna do about it? I mean, he just goes off, and even even like kind of not as big as he used to be, 55 year old Mike Tyson. Is still a scary individual, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I felt I didn't say I wouldn't say I felt bad for the reporter, but you know he brought it upon himself. I think so, right? You you don't ask. I mean, it's look, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, but he was a convicted rapist, so you know there's nothing he said that wasn't true. But you know what you're gonna get. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's hard because you know, as a guy who who likes to push buttons, mm-hmm. it's hard to not see where that reporter's coming from. At, at the same time, as a guy who completely respects every athlete, that's their athlete, job. Is they're going to sit here and instigate stuff, push buttons? Well, yeah, but they're like that guy, Ariel Hawani. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like you know, 
that's what I that's what I get nervous about though is that you get some guy that wants to punch me in the face at one of these parties, like, you know, or one guy that wants to make a name for himself. And mm. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't want, I don't want that to happen. I, I don't, I, I don't like pushing buttons. I like having fun. To me, I'd rather have fun with a fighter, and and like actually, and get them talking in a way where they they can actually they're they feel they can, free and they, and they, be, they themselves. Will be themselves than to than to interrogate a fighter. Because no one, even even if a guy goes out there and gets his ass kicked in eight seconds, he does not deserve to be interrogated. He went out there, he tried his hardest, and it did whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a guy who got convicted of rape, maybe he maybe would, would be more. Uh, who knows? I, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking thing. But I, it was entertaining to watch. I'm not gonna fucking break this down anymore. But Mike Tyson, he's got to be one of the most entertaining guys on the planet ever. Ever of all in all sports ever ever I, I could watch Mike Tyson. It was one of those things where I was not gonna watch his one man show because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I've read every fucking Tyson book. I've seen every documentary. I've watched every fight. I've watched all his highlight films. What am I gonna learn from this guy? And five minutes in, I was hooked. Going, this is amazing. <laughs> I am so happy. I am watching this right now, and I'm learning as a performer. Dude, I'm learning about him. It's I'm learning funny. what he's doing. Like I, I've met Mike in person. I've you know, and I've talked to Dana about him, and it's like. He has some of the craziest stories. And I, I know people are always like, they see the hangover and they see like, oh, he's had this crazy life. But it's like, if you sat down with him for like 10 minutes and just heard some of the stories, like you wouldn't even believe some of the things that you hear. Like his, his story from when he was a kid to all the way till he's till right now. I mean, the stuff, the stuff people say to him and the, the situations he gets put into it's it would blow your mind. He was also around when there was no TMZ and there was no, uh, mm-hmm. Facebook or social media. So everything that happened only really kind of got out. Like it wasn't like it was all hearsay. Unless you were there, you couldn't confirm it. Now everybody has their fucking video camera. So something happens, everyone knows about it. And then you have your publicist doing damage control Mm -hmm. and this guy and that guy. So it's, I feel like you could have more stories back then. There, there was less people. There was less accountability. You could every day could be a fucking adventure, and no one would know about it. So you talked about it. Now you have one adventure, and then you got You have to apologize for it, or you have to go to rehab, or pretend to go to rehab. By the way, Jenna Jameson and John Wood mm-hmm. are on couples therapy on VH1. I'm gonna give them a plug, and I have to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to watch because we had to get John on the podcast because we had Amber Nicole's uh, version. So we have to get, get John. them both. We, what, get get them both on. A- get Amber and John. Oh, Wood. Jenna and John. Oh yeah, they both want to come on. Jenna fights with people on Twitter on my through my Twitter account. I know it, and I I, I, it. I retweet it, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> Although some of it's like, ugh, I don't know. I told I, I, I ran into Dana White, and I told him about that we do a text from Dana, tweets from Dana. He thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> He, awesome. he laughed his ass off. And then Lorenzo was like, when are you going to roast me? And I thought that was pretty Did cool. Did he say that? I swear. I wow, swear. that's funny. How cool is that? No, Lorenzo, he, he's, he's not, you know, he's very quiet, but he, he is. He's, he's, a, he's a cool dude, man. I don't that's really know funny. that much about him to, to roast him. Like, if I was, like, really roasting him, I'd have to, like, do all kinds of research. Well, and that's a guy you're always kind of, like, you're not sure. You're, like, <laughs> what's, what's too much, you know? Yeah, I don't want to end up, like, in the desert. No, I, I just, one of those things where, like, you have to be careful. Like, tread lightly. Is that what uh, the guy? Uh, Strong, silent type. Yeah, exactly. But uh, he does seem the kind of guy that I, I definitely would like to roast. If a guy says roast me, I'm going to have to roast you him. You got to like, make fun of his suit. He's always got like a the nicest suit on the planet. You ever see him at the events? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but what am I going to say? His suit's so nice? I mean, how kind of roast is that? <laughs> no. By the way, have, have, have you seen the... Um, the, the before, we, before, as, before we leave, final, uh, the King Mo 
Uh, so last week, Bellator, I have to talk about this because I just have to. So I turned into Bellator and UFC's on the same time and I, I want to watch both. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm only watching UFC or I'm only watching Bellator. I'm watching fighters. I like watching fighting. Mm-hmm. It's just, if there was a fight on in my kitchen, I'd watch it. You know, so turning back in and both both are great. There's like some good fights. Kiesa, Lozon, that's always a good fight. And this fight was that fight and Ally Quinta fight. And then I'm looking at Bellator and King Mo had a cool interesting scrap and and it's going, you know, Congo checked out, uh, uh, tapped out LeVar Johnson with a rear naked choke. It was a, okay. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, Stefan Bonner is in the Bellator cage hmm. with a guy wearing a hood and a mask. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, Tito Ortiz shows up. So then now they're in the ring, and it's like WWE when they talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like WWE. And everyone's like, who's the guy in the mask, right? Yeah, and why is somebody wearing the mask? <laughs> like, you guys are going to talk. I get that. But well, who's the <laughs> So then I, I'm, I'm tweeting, it's really Jenna Jameson in the mask. And like, I'm, oh, I'm like, th- like, this is like Jerry Springer all of a sudden. So the guy takes off his mask. It's Justin McCauley. Justin McCauley. Yeah. yeah. Which people said that they didn't even know him after that. It was like the big reveal. And no one, everyone was like, who the fuck is that guy? More people knew him from the mask on. It was like he had yeah. less people recognize him with the, with, without the mask. So, and then they're going yeah. back and forth. And then uh, Bonner's like, this guy, uh, your your name is Cheapo. And uh, and I, I don't know how Jenna put up with you. Yeah, he's talking about like his, his, his friends and his trainers that... That don't that don't like him, and they said he like betrayed him this and that. It was, it was kind of funny, but then I'm surprised he brought Jenna involved. I was like, wow. He and then Tito's like druggy, druggy. It was it was really but strange. Justin McCauley, who who actually do you know really well, he's a super cool dude, uh, <laughs> funny guy. I guess him and Tito used to be real tight, used yeah. to be real close, and now they're not. And I'm not really, I'm, but, not, I'm not sure what happened there, but it's just funny that he's there talking about <laughs> Tito and just the serious look on his face was just like. <laughs> It was like, is somebody going to get hit with a chair? Like, like, It was so, it was actually, I was dying laughing. My friends were watching it. My friends don't watch the UFC. My, 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 my like, comedian friends, they were like, is this is this wrestling? Or no, no, this is actual fighting. No, no, this is wrestling. I, I had to explain to them three times that this was actually MMA. And people were, people were so pissed about it. Do you think this like, this this brings Bella, like the, the event down, like the promotion? Well, I think, it, it I th- you know what? It. I mean, I talked to Bonner about it, but personally, I talked mm-hmm. to him. Uh, and Bonner was like, look, it was my idea. It, people were blaming Scott Coker. It wasn't Scott Coker. Uh, do I think uh, people are, you know what? It's I think that Bella's horse should just go for it and start doing like extreme matches where they have like a sumo wrestler versus a little person and a guy versus a girl and a, a, a transgender. And they should just go all out and have tag team matches, put in that like 10 man versus 10 man thing that they have, bring in the, the Russians versus the the, the, uh, the the Polish. They should just make it into a complete freak a show because this like, you can't dabble in freak showness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're either in or you're out. Yeah, you're I in agree. or you're out. I agree. And, and I would honestly, it's like I would watch, like if they had all of a sudden 10 on 10 like Russia versus Sweden, you know, fighting. <laughs> and then they had a midget versus like a, a huge guy. And a, a, tell me, and then, and then have like a Chandler versus Will Brooks. Like have a real guy, a real fight for the, you might as well do it. Tell me, wouldn't you watch it? Uh, I'd watch it. I mean, I, I would watch any, the, it's entertaining for sure. Just, but yeah, the credibility fighter, would go sometimes, down. Sometimes I can, I can see the <laughs> fighters be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not in this this bogus ass WWE shit like I can I can see some fighters getting pissed like, <laughs> yeah you could be right entertaining? absolutely but you don't think more people would watch that like if they if they had like a real fight they have, a, they have eight real fights 
and then they throw in like underwater fights or like you know uh, extreme matches with like chairs underwater <laughs> And then have like a porno halfway through a fight, like have someone having sex, have a comedian come out. Just, yeah. just like you'll definitely appeal to a certain demographic. I'm not sure where, <laughs> I'm not sure where, where you're going, but you would you definitely bring some uh, some eyes. Uh, I'm telling, I think it'll be funny. I think uh, DJ, what, what you're? Did you watch it, DJ? Which one? The, the Bellator if, if, shenanigans. I did. I did. And look, I flip back and forth. My job is to watch the UFC fights, but I did flip back and forth because Bellator. I mean, I'm still interested. I mean, yeah. Listen, wrestling. I mean, yeah, yeah. Come on, it's, it's <laughs> and and you know what? Coker still needs to take to take blame for that. Absolutely, he, everything happened. Yeah, Dana, if Dana would be taking blame for it, or right. Dana would tell you exactly. You can't let the fighters start running their own storylines, right? Mm-hmm. And like bringing in props. You let like, the patients run in the asylum. <laughs> bring, now, right? Bringing in like human props, mm-hmm. you know, with ma- masks on. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. It's like, it, in if people knew who he was, it would make this story so much better. Like, right. oh, there'd be like this whole built up dramatic. Like, that's it. Like, no, there was like, <laughs> who uh, that who's, who's that guy? Like, yeah. So oh, they, you know, okay. I, I thought it was gonna be like I'm like, is that Jenna with the mask? Like yeah. I agreed with you. Like yeah. I'm like, Ooh, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Yeah. Dun, Why dun, is there dun. a guy with a mask? Who's that dude? <laughs> and they're like, okay, now, like it's Dana White. <laughs> and Tito um, was walking around the crowd angry. <laughs> dude, and it then was Tito, so what funny. He says, he's like drug addict drug <laughs> addict and they're posting naked pictures of each other on twitter afterwards no way <laughs> yeah someone yeah. like the whole thing is he, oh my gosh yeah the whole thing was like honestly i i, I love it i hate to say i, I love it I, I love it because it's just so stupid uh, but it was comic relief it should not be comic relief you shouldn't turn into fighting to laugh but uh but it was pretty damn funny all right well listen that's our show uh this week i'm at the ice house uh, in Pasadena, Friday and Saturday, I'm not. Uh, Rogan's in the big room. I'm in the small room uh, at, the, at uh, the Ice House in Pasadena. Uh, and um, where else? Next week, I'm in. Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm in. Uh, I don't know. I'm in Pennsylvania somewhere. Where's T Rex? T Rex is. Uh, where is T Rex? T Rex is. Uh, he's doing comedy somewhere. I think he's in Arkansas. He's in Little Rock, Arkansas. So if you're in Little Rock, Arkansas, go see T-Rex and photobomb him, okay? <laughs> Jump in his photos because he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. When, uh, especially, you know what? You know, call Obama and have him take it to Obama and then photobomb him, okay? So make sure it's actually people that he likes. To, honestly, and I photobombed people before that I didn't know, and, and now I'm never going to do it again. So maybe he, yeah. Uh, anyway, next week I'm at the Strikers Alley in Smithport, Pennsylvania. Smethport. That's. Did you say Methport? It's Smethport. With, with an S. Smethport. Eastern or Western Pennsylvania? I don't know where the fuck it is, but uh, <laughs> it's an hour from Buffalo. I'm flying into Buffalo. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, Adam, uh, Adam Comedian, uh, MMA Roasted. Uh, next week, I'll be on Tough Talk for the next 13 weeks. I can't weeks. wait. To Tough see that. Talk. I can't wait to yes, see it. Yes, you're going you're to laugh. You're going to laugh. I heard you killed it. Uh, thank you. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. I am at Ellenberger MMA. Um, I'll be November 15th November 15th I'm fighting in Mexico City so that's when I'm back yeah until then thank you guys thanks Fox Sports have a good weekend